When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Welcome to the Godcast. I always start the show by saying welcome. I think it goes without saying that you're welcomed to the show. But I still feel the obligation to make it officially known that you are all welcome to this show. It's also like you're saying, you're welcome, like, here's another show for you. Like, the the thank you is implied. Another part of the welcome, traditionally, Joan, is that I introduce you, and before that point, you don't, you don't really talk. That's an excellent point. But it's too late now. You've broken the protocol. Hi, so. I'm Joan. <laughs> You've ne- I've never done my own introduction. That was fun. <laughs> That's Joan of Arc, my, my, my second banana, as I think I'm going to call you from now on. Yeah. I gotta admit, Joan, I'm a little down today. What? Uh, I'll tell you why. Our guest is Zeus. Right. He's going to be coming up uh, in a little while. Yeah, so And cute. Zeus is a very masculine god, very uh-huh. rugged, very manly. You know, mm-hmm. he likes to. Yeah. 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 Okay, just okay. Put the drool back in your mouth. Okay. okay. Oh, sorry. And I just, I just, I don't know. I made me feel a little insecure knowing he was coming. Oh. And then I was put in mind of something. There's an old sort of philosophical question that's always asked. Could God create a rock so heavy that even he couldn't lift it? Hmm. This is a rhetorical question frequently asked by stoned undergraduates. I've never given it much thought. Right. But just thinking about Zeus and the whole, I don't know, macho thing, got me thinking, could I? Could I create a rock so heavy that even I couldn't lift it? So this weekend, Mm as soon as Shabbos was over, I went to the lab, did some work, Created a rock, biggest rock I've ever created. It was uh, infinity pounds-ish. Oh, wow. So, like, bigger than a mountain. Oh, yeah. Way mountain, bigger than a mountain. Mountain, mountain, yeah. Yeah, ma- okay. mountain, mountain. And I tried to lift it, and you know what? I couldn't do it. I couldn't lift it. Whoa. So the answer is yes. God could create a rock so heavy he couldn't lift it, and I did. And now, though, I'm feeling, well, is that a good thing? Does that mean that I'm so powerful that I can create a really heavy rock? Or is it a bad thing because I wasn't able to lift it and am I a, a, a wuss? And I know this is a kind of a oh, no. silly, macho no, thing. No, no, no. I don't want you to get down on yourself. That's that's crazy. Did you try, like, did you get a lot a good night's sleep? Or did you, like, try, like, juicing? Or... I, Protein, extra Joan, protein in- I'm God. You know I don't sleep, and I very rarely juice. I haven't juiced in a week, week or two. Once in a while, I'll do a little kind of greens and beet thing, but mm. I don't really juice that much. Okay. I meant more like steroids. Oh, steroids? Yeah. No, no. I get my rage naturally. I don't need the steroids to be pissed off constantly. That's not what I do. Well, then- Maybe to play, I hate saying this because I don't like this person, but to play, or this spirit or whatever, devil's advocate, why do you even need to lift this big rock? I, 
I don't need to lift the big rock, but I feel like if I can't lift the big rock, then I'm not a, I'm not a man. And of course I am not a man. I'm God, right. but still part of me wants to be a man, but not like Jesus was a man. Jesus was a man who was great, but he was a, a, a wussy man. No offense, Jesus. Whereas uh, I want to be a, a, a strong man who's also God. I mean, well, would it make you feel better just to remember how we all revere you? I mean, you you are prayed to, you are praised, like you have friends, you have a community. Oh, oh, speaking of friends, friend, did you see the reunion? Yeah, I caught some of it. Yeah, you didn't think it was amazing. I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, sure. I, I thought it was great. Good to it's see like the, the six of them. The fashion show and the trivia game. And the, it's just so good. Yeah, yeah. What, what was your favorite part? Well, I re- I just love seeing their chemistry. Like, I never got to live in New York with a group of friends because I was burned at the stake at 19. But um, I just love the way they all just love each other so much. And they just, you could feel the love. Yeah. How many, are there any, since the show first aired, have any of the friends become not white? No, they're all they're all still white. Okay, they're all still they're all still white, good looking people yeah. who are kind of extremely homogeneous, who live in an apartment that is obscene. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh huh. And you know what? No no Paul Rudd, which really was a, a real downer for me. Oh, Paul Rudd's the best. If Paul Rudd's the best. Did it, I'm glad I didn't really see it. I know. Let me ask. Are they still there for each other when the rain starts to fall? They are. Wow. That's yeah. good. And it was like in front of the fountain, so it was like totally nostalgic and cool. <laughs> oh, sorry. Joan, I'm going to serve you up a segue hot and fresh right now. You mm-hmm. ready? Yeah. Joan, it sounds like the Friends Reunion was an answered prayer for you. Oh, I know where this is going. It's time for... Prayer of the Week! Okay, so every week, God answers one and only one prayer. Um, And the best way to get your prayer answered is to leave it in the review section of Godcast on Apple Podcasts with a, you know, with a five-star review if you want. (laughs) Um, And this week's prayer comes to us from someone called Tree Lovers United. Uh, The subject line, I have to... Full disclosure, I'll say, I'll tell you how it's written. It says, this is my prayer, spelled P-R-A-I-R. Um, and the prayer starts with the word please. I guess that means please, but it's P-L-S. Um, please make cheese not smell bad. You know this prayer is dead on arrival, right? Well, yes. You know, I, it's, you know it's dead on arrival. I like, know you... how, I know part of the admission to heaven um, is based on spelling and grammar. Not part of seventy percent of admission to heaven is based on spelling and grammar. Well, I just want to say I was illiterate when I got into heaven, but I was also a martyr. So I feel like if this maybe this person is also a martyr, and there might be some leeway. No, but to be honest, you were illiterate. That's a good thing because you didn't have bad spelling or bad grammar. You had no spelling and no grammar. That's uh... a, that's the better category to be in. Yeah, oh, okay. illiterate people have a much better chance of getting into heaven than the oh, okay. literate. Cool. Plus, 
you died for my name, and that was, you know, I appreciate yeah, that. That was cool. I know. Okay, so how do you want to answer uh, Tree Lovers United's prayer? Prayer, P-E-R-A-I-R. The prayer being, please make cheese not smell so bad. Totes. I'm not answering that prayer uh, because cheese should smell bad. At least some cheese should smell bad. Hmm. It's kind of an act of faith. You get a big piece of Limburger cheese, it smells terrible, and then it's an act of faith. Do I dare have the courage to put this in my mouth despite the smell? Right. Just because someone tells you it's delicious. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like religion. Sure, you know, from the outside, it looks corrupt and rotten. Mm-hmm. But then do you have the faith to dive into it regardless? Now, granted, it's different than cheese in as much as cheese does turn out to be delicious, whereas religion turns out to be a horrible nightmare. <sighs> but, but to the point I mentioned, up to that point, it's a valid comparison. Well, because most things that smell bad taste bad, like... Stinky feet don't taste good. You know, most stinky things taste bad. So uh, cheese, I suppose the the question is why cheese? Right. Or, you know, Play-Doh. Play-Doh smells delicious, tastes disgusting. Uh, uh, Well, no, I was thinking Play-Doh smells delicious and is also delicious to eat. No. Especially for children. Give me that for children out there listening. It's too salty. Please. I got this. If there are children out there listening to the Godcast, please try Play-Doh. It's very oh, God, good. God, it's a, it's a God, lot. Legally, you can't say that. It's a lot better than a lot of the other non-edible things you can put in your mouth. Although drywall does have its charm. I don't think you're allowed to say that. I'm God. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Anyway, I wouldn't answer any prayer by anybody who spells please, P-L-S, when he beseeches me. P-L-S. Or she, we don't know. We yeah, well, know, he but... or she, if you're listening, please understand that you're going straight to hell for spelling please that way. And that was Prayer of the Week. Prayer of the Week. Coming up, my interview with Zeus, who's the last god you want to meet, alphabetically. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have... A terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. My guest today used to be king of the gods until me and Junior laid the smackdown on his feta-eating ass. Please welcome Zeus. Hello, sir. Hello, uninformed and naive followers of my imitator. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a lively one, isn't it? This is going to be a lively one. Yeah. I'm like Gallagher, and you're like my twin brother. No, I'm like Gallagher, and you're like my twin brother. I'm like, or the other Gallagher's. I'm like Liam, and you're like Noel. 
Okay, well, as long as we're both in Oasis, I could be okay with that one. Just so you get a picture, he's he's wearing a, a tunic, an old-style tunic like me. He's chosen to show up in a purely marble avatar. So he's he's a piece of marble, but he's moving. So that's very, uh, I guess that's, is that a power move, big guy? Yeah, the look is what you call godly. It's what you call having some gravitas. You're invisible. You never show up. You don't have a home. I live in a cloud above Arizona, and sometimes I vacation over Crete. At least I can be seen. Uh, I have my I have my lawyers recording this because I'm suing you for copyright infringement on many counts. Okay, your son Junior. That's my son Hercules. Jesus and Hercules. You're saying Jesus ripped off Hercules. Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Hercules? My son Jesus, who I think stepped out of the yeah, he stepped out of the booth for a moment. I don't think he can deal with you. I don't blame him. Uh, Jesus is a, a man of peace, a man who gave his own life to save other people. Hercules is a big, stupid, Schwarzeneggerian doofus. It's not the same thing. That, that's your boy right there. Yeah, it's called a guy who knows how to defend himself when under attack. I mean, I tell you what, the Romans would not have pulled that on Hercules because he's jacked and he takes protein powder. So it's not my fault that your son is a vegan and only drinks smoothies. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I can't really argue with you on that. I, I, I am not happy with the fact that he is a vegan and only drinks the smoothies these days. I, I don't know. I told him that's, uh, there's a reason why animals were made of meat. That, that I did that intentionally. Anyway, so what have you been up to the last uh, 1,500 Years, just kind of hanging out, not being worshipped, not being adored, not being sacrificed to. I'm dying to know. Yeah, I mean, you basically summed it up. That, just kind of sitting around, kind of envying what you got going on and critiquing it. I mean, let's be honest. I've been doing a little blogging, watching your show, giving it one star. You can't solve any conflicts. The world is completely in crisis because you don't know how to rule. Okay, you're a dictator like Saddam Hussein. You go it alone. Me, I ruled by committee. Okay, you only made one son. I made about a hundred. Does your dick not work? What's the problem? I, I I don't have a metaphysical dick to stand on, so to speak. You do because there was nothing you enjoyed more than than chasing women around, either as yourself or as a swan or as a serpent or as a lion, or I'm imagining as like some kind of ancient, maybe a Frisbee that you like. I, I don't know. I don't know. But you just couldn't stop with the ladies, could you? No. Yeah. It's called being able to pick up chicks. Unlike you, you fucking square. Pardon my language, but that's my Greek. It's all Greek to me. But yeah, it's called lying to pick up chicks, okay? When you want to pick up a chick, what do you do? You tell them you're a minor league baseball player. What do I do? I shapeshift, okay? It's called having actual interesting talents. I would think that if I were Zeus, the king of the gods, and I were interested in picking up a woman, I would just go up to that woman, any woman, and say, hello, I'm Zeus, king of the gods. That's better than a Kennedy. You're in. Why the need to, to shapeshift into these bizarro, bestiality-like fetish things? See, that is a boring question from a boring guy. You have no inclination towards histrionics, you don't like drama. You don't like the theater. You're not a Greek. We invented it. Why? Yes, of course. 
I could take them all. I, in fact, I've taken a few, but I like to have a little fun, put a little sport into it, make it interesting. It's called drama. I'm not, I don't go for the I don't go for the sex stuff, uh, as you know. I, I I'm not a big fan of sex. I invented it. It's necessary for procreation, but it's 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 icky. It's fundamentally icky. And you and your Greek ilk have a life affirming quality that I just find uncomfortable. I, I don't like the way you relish every aspect of life. You're like a bunch of zorbas, and it's it's a little discomforting. Honestly, they say that uh, you're somatic. I don't buy it because you act more like a wasp, to be honest with you. You're a little puritanical and you're a little Protestant about it. I had a little model that I disseminated onto my people. It was called if it has a heartbeat, fuck it. And sometimes even if it doesn't fuck it anyway, we like to have fun. You you just sit there in your invisible throne. I don't know where you are, but you really your rules are boring. Sorry, I was thinking of a funny joke that your comment brought to mind. I'll, I'll tell it to you. This is this is good. What is God's favorite sexual position? Um, what would that be? No! <laughs> right? That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. I, 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 I got to say, I, I enjoy that one. That was uh, good, yeah. What are you, what are you, is that Uzo you're drinking? Yeah, I'm having a little cup of ouzo. Uh, it's Cretan, actually. I'm having a cup of ouzo, and I'm chasing it down with a Cretan wine called Ritzina. Oh, sure, Ritzina. Yeah, that, that's the one that has that's the resin. It's got the resin yeah, in it. It's got resin in it. And then I have always, like a good Greek god, I have a lamb on the spit, and I'm just watching his face melt in the fire as my children weep because they befriended him before I had to sacrifice him for our meal. Well, one thing I will say about you, and I had this conversation with Brahma a few weeks ago. Fascinating. Oh. God. Who's that? Oh. Brahma is uh oh, I gotta put this in your terms. You know, like when you like you had no idea what was going on if you traveled east from Greece and you'd go far and you had like no idea beyond Persia what was there. Right. Turns out that was India. And in India, he was one of the big three gods there. So ah. India is a whole other country, is 1.3 billion people. I think it's, you know, again, this happened after you. You didn't, you have no reason to know about it. To be honest with you, I didn't know much about it either. I'm more of a Near East guy. I, I kind of like your region. But in any case, what I was talking to him about was the fact that he and you have pantheons. You have, you have a whole ensemble. You have, you have a, a comic book cast that you can have fun with. And while I don't think that that's, good leadership. I think leadership should come from one godhead at the top, or at most three, who are still one, in a sense. I do like the plot possibilities. And you guys really took advantage of the plot possibilities. And I, I do I do admire you for that. Yeah, like I said, you rule like a dictator. You're like Saddam Hussein. Uh, there's no room for drama when nobody can challenge you. I had the titans to challenge me, so it kept it interesting. You know, Muhammad Ali had Joe Frazier. I had the Titans. You got nobody. All you have is the Holy Spirit and you got your son. He's no threat to you. I mean, yeah. what a what a boring, boring rule you have. I mean, all I'm seeing is boring. It's a recurring theme. Boring, boring, boring. I don't think it's boring and I don't need to argue this point with you. It's certainly we all know who won. Uh, we all know which one got phased out. We all know who is being worshipped and tithed to today and who is being looked at in museums as, as people going, who, what the hell, who the hell is that guy? He sure is buff, but he's just a stiff piece of marble holding a lightning bolt. That's you, my friend. 
but your That's, ratings are down. You're right, okay, but your ratings are down. You're like the Theo Epstein of rulers, okay? You came in, you proved that your system was better, but you made baseball boring. Your ratings are down. Churches are empty. I mean, your whole system is crumbling. I'm coming back, baby. I'm making a big comeback. I'm like Stan Smith, Adidas. I'm coming back. Well, I, I am in agreement with you that my ratings have been down. There's no question that the number of people who are following me, believing in me, has decreased over the last 100, 200 years with the advent of horrible things like like rationalism and science. And I'm working on countering that. But I certainly don't think you're coming back. I think if anyone's coming back, it's probably Elrond. I think Elrond has a much better chance of becoming the guy. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, if I was to match to match a profit with today's times, I think definitely Elrond would go down nice and smooth with the with the crazy the world's become. You may be right. He may he may make a comeback. Yeah, and you think about Elrond is if you listen to what he's saying, if you read his ideas, they make a lot of sense. They make a lot of sense. They really do. They yeah. make a lot of sense. They yeah. do. What I like about him too is uh, he's got a good business model. It's like yeah. a pyram pyramid scheme. You got to go keep going up levels. You know, me and you, we were really, I got to say, we really were lacking in the marketing and business department, you know? Oh, that's not true for you. You had, you used myths. Myths were the greatest marketing technique I've ever seen. I have to give you credit for the myths. The myths are still last. Long after people stop believing in you, the stories go on. It's incredible. And I have to give you some kudos, kudos for that. Thank you. But so how did you do it? I mean, because your stories. Uh, you rule by fear. I mean, you rule with an iron fist. And, and a lot of your spokespers, uh, spokespeople, especially in certain dominions, let, let's talk about the Catholic one, that branch, some scandals, but not scandals that people will pay tickets to watch. I mean, we're talking about some dirty, dirty scandals. I mean, have you disciplined your people? Look, obviously, the wholesale molestation and rape of millions of children over hundreds of years is not what one would prefer. That's not the ideal scenario for how a priesthood should act. But but the thing is, they 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 do earn. Have you seen the Vatican lately? They earn good they earners. Earn. They're they're good earners. You know, it's it's kind of like it. It's not kind of like it's exactly like organized crime. If the people go out there and they're earning and they're tithing and they're bringing in that ten percent, and we can buy the Michelangelos and we can gold plate the bathrooms. I don't look the other way, but I don't look directly at it either. If that makes sense, right, <laughs> right. While we're still on the subject of disgusting sex acts, incest. You married your sister. You married your sister, Hera. How'd that go? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're hungry, you kind of, you eat what's closest. Um, I learned it from my father who ate all my brothers and sisters. Mm. I, I don't want to sound too Freudian here, but uh, it, Freud, Freud was, was right about a few things. Okay. Was that painful for you, Zeus? When your father ate your brothers and sisters, was that, um, was, was that a hard thing for you to go through? It was, it was only now, only now do I look back and understand the, the trauma of it. I mean, so many people got killed with my lightning bolts. And mm. I did, a, I did a lot of vengeful things. And only now, 
through the help of therapy and Scientology, have I realized that uh, it was just because I was angry at my father for eating my brothers and sisters. That's But I set them free. I avenged them with the help of therapy and Scientology. With the help of therapy and Scientology and also by slicing your father open and having him vomit out your brothers and sisters. And I, I, think, res- I rescued I, them. Yeah, you, you rescued them. And I think that was that was very... It was very brave of you, Zeus. I, and I, I think you need to give yourself some credit for that and maybe understand that what you went through was something that no God should have to go through. I went in there and I, I did what I had to do. I sliced them open. I mean, go figure. They were still alive in there. I guess immortality has a few advantages, one of them being you're immune to stomach acid. They, they were just kind of partying in his stomach. I mean, to be honest with you, they had a little Stockholm syndrome and didn't want to leave. I had to pull them out. You're making excuses for the situation. You're saying it was, wasn't so bad. It was, you know, they were having a good time. No, no. What they went through was awful. And what you went through was awful. And I, I, I although I loathe you and I detest you and the fact that you're a dead God makes me extremely happy. I don't want you to suffer from this. You know what? I see why so many people like you. You're good. The manipulation is good. You got me. I, I feel I, I want to follow you right now. Thank you. You know, Jesus does the same thing, except he means it. But I do it better, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think I do it better insincerely than he does it sincerely. And I'm also going to speculate on the psychological tip that we're on now, that maybe that insecurity, that not knowing where you were, that not having a strong father and mother figure is the reason why you felt the need to have sex with so many other women, so many mortals, so many semi-mortals. You you never really settled down. Yes, you married your sister, and that's a great move. It's always a great move to marry your sister. Keep but it you in the never, family. Absolutely. But you never really... You never really settled down and found true love in a way that made you feel like you could open up your your heart. Players will play. You know what I mean? I'm a ladies man. What can you do? I'll say it once. I'll say it a million, million times. If it's got a hole, I don't care who it's related to. I'm in there. Did you talk like that back in the day when you were you know, back in 500 BC when you were – was your talk that, let's say, coarse? Was it, was it that direct, that hey. sexual? Yeah, I mean, everything that I created was based around sex. I mean, even the outfits, easy access, right? Skirts. We were wearing togas. You call them togas, we call them male dresses, okay? It's the same thing. They're synonymous. But people often wonder, why? Why not pantalones? Why not a jumper? Why not overalls? Easy access. No zippers. Quick lift. If you need to, if you need to have sex on the fly, a toga is the accessory you need to wear. And so that's why I created togas. Yeah, no, I, when, I, when I go around in fleshly form, I prefer a toga or a tunic and sandals as, as well. I agree. It's a good look. I, I, I think that's the best thing ever invented, certainly by, certainly by Western men. I like the kimonos too, but that's a whole Japanese thing. And I don't, I don't go there. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's two major critiques that I've been sitting, like I said, I've been blogging about you. I've been complaining about you. I've been trying to cancel you. I've contacted HuffPo. I keep contacting BuzzFeed. They won't pick up the story. I'm trying to get rid of you. But if there's two critiques, one would be the fashion because it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it is, it is so like puritanical and covered up. And the other one would be your ruling style. Like you said, I ruled by committee, okay? I rescued uh, my brothers and sisters and 
gave them jobs. I can't watch everything. You can't watch everything. Look at your world. It's burning. Climate change. The Middle East is on fire. It's because you can't do it all. You got to delegate. Disagree. You got to delegate. You need help. You need other I guys. I disagree with you. I, the reason it's not that I don't delegate, it's that I don't give a shit. That's a, ah. that's a, that's a whole different thing. You understand? I, I am God. I am omnipotent. I am omniscient. I'm omni, omni. Like I can do what I want. I just don't care anymore. I want to go back to something you mentioned. You just mentioned Huffington Post. And this is a bit of pet peeve of mine lately. Are you aware that Huffington Post has a section called HuffPost Personal? And on HuffPost Personal, any Yenta can write about her experience and give it a headline and get a whole 10 paragraph little op-ed thing on HuffPo. I'm looking at it right now. I'm not making this up, Zeus. You can go right now. There's one. The headline is, here's what I want you to know about having diarrhea while out in public. <laughs> that is the actual headline. I am not making that up. You get your, someone is paid even a stipend. They're paid a stipend to write that and put that in Huffington Post. What kind of world is this? I ask you. What I don't give a shit about is the answer. Yeah, I mean, I was. That's a rhetorical question, right? I mean, it's your. I mean, you're. You got four years right now. Okay, you're the Joe Biden of this administration. So you tell me. I've been ousted. Okay, I'm Jimmy Carter. I am sitting in a chair. I'm agent. Nobody cares about me. All my good deeds I done. Nobody cares. I do charity. I do good things. Okay. People just make fun of me. They tell me I was a horrible God. Okay. You're the guy. You tell me. You tell me. I think part of it is you need a little help. You need a little help. Your son, I mean, the guy won't even move out of his, your house. What a joke. What a joke. When are you going to send him back, by the way? You say you care about your people, okay? What happened during the 1940s? If there was a bat signal for the Messiah, I think that was it. Just just, just accept it. It's over. You lost. You have no more power. You can't do anything anymore. You just sit there on top of Olympus doing nothing, nothing. I am in charge of everything. And and, and even, even the lightning bolts you used to fly, you, you, you know, no, I do lightning now. I do lightning. I do lightning better than anybody. Oh, yeah? Well, here, take that! Take that! No, you take that! No, you take that! No, you take that! And that! And, that. and also that! And here's another one! God damn it, they're not working! Don't ever damn me without asking my permission! Jesus Christ! Oh, God, see, I'm even using your son's name in vain! Oh, now, now look. Now a whole redwood forest is burning. Nice. <sighs> Nicely done, Zeus. Stick around for part two of my interview with Zeus, who's a big, stupid loser. And by the way, don't talk smack about Jimmy Carter. He's due up here any minute, and I can't <laughs> wait to see that guy. He is a saint. He is a living saint, as good a man as he was as bad a president. Yeah. I know back in your day, it was the big thing, and you can read about this in, in Aeschylus and Sophocles and, and Euripides and all those E's, is... Things were ascribed to fortune, to chance. People would say you can't predict what fortune will bring and life is difficult. And the whole story of Oedipus is who knew? Who knew? Uh, the guy I killed was my dad. And the widow I married was my mom. Who knew? That was the whole philosophy back then. And so terrible things happened. Again, I don't mean to deride incest. I know you married your sister. But still, it was considered a horrible, horrible thing. So why can't you just describe what's happening now in the world to just 
blind chance to misfortune. Why is it my fault for either doing or not doing something? That's you see, that's why that's why you've gotten arrogant, because you have obsequious sycophants around you, nobody to challenge you. Me and you need a good war. First of all, it'll get you thinking, you know, sharpen up your wit. And also it'll distract people from the world about to end. We need to get ah. people distracted. So let's start a war, me and I you. I like this. Yeah. So like Clash of the Titans 2. You know, paging yes. Harry paging Harry Hamlet. Am I right? Yes. Get him it's, back. Yes. Yeah. So on one side, it's me and the kid who's gonna be friggin' useless, as you can well imagine. Although he does wait, check this out. He he does all right. I don't think he wants to talk right now, but he has this thing he does where he gives this look. Check out this look he's gonna give. Here he goes. You see wow. that? Yeah, what is that? That's him saying the entire universe and all of its suffering is on my shoulders. <laughs> That's him. And I find that I he does that look. I can't do a friggin' thing at that point. That, that he wins every argument with me that he wants to win with that. With that. You can stop now. Thank you. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. He learned how, he learned how to guilt you, but he learned it from his yeah. mother. Here's the thing. You look. You are. Very ripped. You look, Thank you. You are you are buff. Do you have a or did you have a, a regimen? A, yeah, um, I do. I mean, I did Tybo for a little while. Now I'm a, now I'm a CrossFit guy. I'm really into CrossFit because one of my favorite people, who really is, and I'm trying to get in good with you because I'm trying to make a comeback here. You know that. So that's why I'm offering you my daughter, Athena. She's, uh, she's under my rule now. I want to unite the kingdoms. And I'm also trying to seduce one of your followers, one of your minions, and that is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay? She's doing good work for you right now. She's doing good work for you, spreading the word of you. I'm trying to get in good with her. She loves CrossFit. Much like a lot of the other guys at the gym, I fucked her too. You know, she cheated on her husband with me as well. Because I can change forms. I changed forms into uh, a, an evangelical meathead who went to CrossFit in her hometown. First of all, I've never done CrossFit myself. About 2,000 years ago, my son tried CrossFit. Didn't work out for him. Did not, did not work out for him well, <laughs> at all. It's not funny. It's not funny. It, that, look at him. I thought he nailed it, to be honest with you. <sighs> Second of all, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is, uh, she is spectacular. I do like her very much. I'm trying to get her on the show, but apparently I'm not religious enough for her. Yeah. You know, Zeus, all this macho bodybuilding talk reminds me of something. You're very manly. You're like a man's man or a, a God's God, a man's God or a, a God of men's. The point is you also gave birth. You actually gave birth to your daughter, Athena, the goddess of knowledge and education. That's a very, feminine thing to do. And not only that, you gave birth to her out of your forehead. Uh, how? Why? Didn't that hurt? Yeah, uh, it didn't hurt at all because I am immortal. Um, and hey, like you said, um, I'm a man's man. So, you know, uh, I'm not scared to get in touch with my feminine side. It, it's kind of the Greek way. You know, we, um, we're very manly, which means we don't mind putting on a dress. Only insecure people about their masculinity aren't scared to give birth out of their foreheads. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. But well, I'm just going to be blunt here. If you did need or choose to give birth to somebody out of your body, why not the butt? Isn't that the most obvious choice? The orifice that's already there? Uh, you know, I'm not going to give, let make 
one of my children, the first thing they smell is one of my farts. I mean, I give birth out of my ass to shits. Okay. We eat a lot of lamb. We eat a lot of feta. That doesn't, that, that's not exactly grains and fiber. Okay. So I don't want my kids hanging out with my shit air. The forehead was sort of, it was a great idea. I thought it's one of the great Greek ideas. That's what we do. We come up with great ideas. To your credit, you came up with the idea that people should vote. I'm sorry, not credit, uh, to your disgrace. You came up with the idea that common people should be involved in making important decisions. And I Free think, people, uh, not slaves or women. Right. Free people should be involved in making decisions on behalf of... The, I mean, it, that's clearly a terrible idea. Anybody who's lived through the 2016 election sees what the problem is with that stupid, stupid idea. I'm the king of the world. I like kings. I like rulers. I like one person on the top, or again, three people in triumvirate who are kind of the same person. That That's how it should be. You're, you know what? I agree with you. That's something we can agree on. You know, like I said, once uh, Aristotle, Archimedes, all these guys, they really, they started taking me down. It was, uh, it was all downhill once democracy started for me. I know who I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Uh, Pythagoras. Mm-hmm. What, what was his obsession with the right triangles? Why, 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 why could he not get over the right triangle thing? It's just, it's just the three-sided triangle. Uh, the guy is just, to be honest with you, he's tedious. Yeah, the triangle thing was, was tedious. He discovered A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Good. That's good for him. Then he spent the last remaining 30 years of his life still working on another right triangle theorem. People don't know when to retire, and this was before medication. I mean, he was what we call OCD, yeah, yeah. undiagnosed. Yeah, 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 sure. I, I, I get it. Big threat to you, by the way. Big threat to you, pharmaceutical industry. Mental health in general is a big threat to you, no? It is. That's uh, well-diagnosed. The medications, uh, antidepressants and antipsychotics and so forth, are helping to curb in feelings of, of guilt and shame and depression that I need uh, people to feel, uh, that I need them to feel to keep them reined in, you know, to what I'm trying to accomplish as, as a god. And I'm not sure what that is, what I'm trying to accomplish. I never have. Uh, you know, people always say, what's the meaning of life? Great question. Dunno. But uh, yes, the pharmaceutical industry is is a big threat to me. But what ultimately was a threat to you after you became Jupiter was me and Jesus. Huge. The uh, Roman Empire, of course, tried to throttle Christianity, threw them to the lions. And when that didn't work, they threw them to the tigers. When that didn't work, they threw them to a, the groundhogs, which was the worst, because that could take days for that to be finished. But it didn't work. The people were hungry for morality. People were hungry for asceticism. People were hungry to be rid of people like you who are people. Let's face it. You're a projection of human desires and impulses and instincts. You're not really God. I'm really God. You're the first big business, right? I was uh, a bunch of mom and pops and you, you're the Walmart that came in all in one. You know, you sell cheap shit. You ran me out of town. Paul, it, it all started with Paul, that, 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 that piece of garbage. I knew there was trouble. I knew there was trouble in that area, Mesopotamia. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were deriding Paul McCartney and his achievements in the Beatles. No, 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 no. You meant St. Paul. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. You, you got me, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, der- I deride Yoko. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I would, I would hope so. Okay. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, Paul. Uh, uh, you know, Paul of Sarsis, right? That uh, spread the word to Rome, and it, that was it. I was having a great time. I was with, I was with my my kids. I was with my brothers and sisters. You know, it was an orgy. We were drinking. We had wine. It was just, it was the golden era. It was like the tech boom. Sure. But, uh, but for uh, the Pantheon. And, uh, and then here comes this, this mentally ill tax collector who, uh, I don't know, took too many mushrooms. It wasn't mushrooms. It was ergot, which is a, a yeast ah. fungus. That was the psychedelic that was used at the time. And yeah, he was tripping balls. He, yeah. he was absolutely tripping balls. I, I just you know you know which god of yours I do like your brother I like I like Poseidon. Ooh, he's yeah. the, he's like the Aquaman of the group. Like not getting a huge amount of credit, you know, focused on the ocean, but a really really good, very strong swimmer, obviously, and a really good guy. Ah, oh, he, he's the he's the Robin to my Batman. I love the kid. He's my little brother. You know, there was a time he could have been Fredo, but I straightened him out good. Smacked him up a couple times. Gave him a job. What you should do to your son, made him in charge of the sea. Who wants to watch the sea? It's boring. Okay, fish, they're jumping around. So it's boring. All right, I like I like the bang. I like the ladies. So I don't got time to watch the sea, use the sea. So I threw him in charge of that. And, uh, you know, he found his passion. He found his passion. He did. And he, by the way, he, if you know Greek mythology, and of course you do, you know, he, he settled down. He found a nice wife, uh, Melody, Melanie Goldstein, and the two of them had a family and they had three kids and he had a normal family life. That's something he was able to accomplish, unlike certain gods I could mention. Well, you know the issues I got with my dad. You know, I mean, he tried to kill me. He tried to eat me. Thank God for my mom. Uh, you know, it's uh, you said, you you know, you you know how important a mom is to the family. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, if it wasn't for her, I'd be I would I would have been in my dad's stomach and I wouldn't have been able to slice him open and rescue my my siblings. So. Uh, so thank you, Bob. And uh, that, you know, that's where the Oedipus uh, complex really started uh, when she saved me. I guess I'm just chasing her. You know, it, I don't want to get too deep here, but it's really all about my mom, my mom. I want you to know that if this were a television broadcast and not a podcast, I would be slowly zooming in on your face right now to maximize the feeling of grief that you're conveying because it's so emotional and it's so powerful for me as a, as a marketing tool for the show. So I just want to thank you so much. You're really being very, very brave and very marketable right now. I love you, Rio. I love you, Mama. Mama. Sagapo. She really, uh, she was a great woman. She's a great woman. She's still around. You know, we're all, we're all irrelevant now because big G-O-D, big G-O-D, the father. Yeah. yeah I'm, glad, I'm glad we're winding it back as we wrap up this interview to my superiority and your inferiority. But you mentioned you want to have some kind of clash. You, 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 you want to have a battle royale between you and me because we, we can do that, buddy. We can do that. Fucking any time, any universe, any temporospatial modality, you name it, and I am there, and I will kick your ass. Why don't we do it in the Middle East? I mean, that seems like a that seems like if there's a ring, if there's a Royal Rumble ring, that seems like as good a place as any. It's in the air over there. I, I regret making the Middle East. That that was a mistake. I should have just made an East and then a West. There was no need for a transitional 
area between the two. And that, that was the problem, I think. You made a mistake, but people still love you. I mean, mistake after mistake after mistake. You, your, your son never shows up. They still love you. They still love you. Me, me. I, I, I throw one lightning bolt and people turn on me. Well, look, they love me. They worship me. They fear me, but they love your stories. They love your myths. You can still major in classics at college. If you want to spend your life with no money, you can do that. So it's still a thing that happens and, and you're not completely irrelevant. And as much as I resent you and the whole idea of polytheism, I, I do want to give you a little bit of comfort and just say that you are warmly and, and highly regarded by, by many people throughout, throughout the world. Thank you. I mean, you know, I'll take it. I mean, you know, it's been a long time since I've had a compliment. I'll take it, especially coming from you, someone who's been such an efficient and uh, a ruthless uh, guy, you know, ruler, even though I think you're kind of a hack. But like like most hacks, hacks kill. You kill. I mean, you kill. But you're a hack. I mean, you're torturing members. Your methods of torture are kind of hack. Me, I have an eagle that eats your liver every single day. You... Just burn. You just burn. You bring tsunamis. You burn. Hack shit. It's like it's like you are Gallagher. You're smashing watermelons. That's what a tsunami is. Me, I'm an artist. I eat your liver every single day. Ask Prometheus. Zeus, I want to thank you for coming by. And before we go, I want to point out one more time that I am the winner and you are vanquished. Now go fuck yourself. Well, that's our show. I want to thank Zeus for stopping by. Joe, did you enjoy that interview? I mean, <laughs> I totally stan him. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, what does that mean? This is like a, he's really hot. <laughs> oh, huh. okay. Yeah. He's really old. He's, he's really old. He's really old, but he's really hot. Yeah. Yeah. He's really old and he's really hot and he's really outdated and he's really, Two millennia past his prime. Well, that's our show. We'll see you. Oh next God! Don't week. don't forget, uh, everyone listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Godcast. Woo! Yeah, subscribe, rate, and review Godcast. Woo! Do the woo. Woo! That was good. Godcast is a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Jabberbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sounds. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at the Tweet of God. Forever! Yeah.